Welcome to Homemaker Chic. We're rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no jumpers. I'm your host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm here with the lovely Shay Elliott. And yes, we are Homemaker Chic, and obviously you're Homemaker Chic too because you're here as we get this podcast off the ground. Woo! This is the place... <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the place where you can play in the dirt, even if you're a grown woman. So we are going underground today as we talk about seeds and dirt and all things gardening. Now, even if you're not a gardener, we invite you to stick around because we are getting to know each other here in episode one. Even though we were so nervous, our <laughs> upper lips were sweating. <laughs> and other we body parts were sweating as well. Let's be honest. We had to prompt change of clothing after the recording uh -huh. of episode number mm -hmm. one. But we shared with you how we met in our love story in episode two. Shay, we got vulnerable and we shared why we're pretty weird. Yes. And here we are chomping at the bit to get in our garden. So even if you're not a garden girl, there is fun in store for you today. Shay, yes. what are you sipping? Yes. In the chic vein of Homemaker Chic, we're going to talk ever so slightly about what we're sipping at the beginning of each episode. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to grow my wine vocabulary and my wine knowledge. So Angela, I am sipping, I should have looked how to pronounce this on YouTube before I say <laughs> this, because here I am like, we're going to practice being chic women. Okay. Uh, Gruniere, give us your best Gruniere Veltliner. 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 And if you are Austrian, my apologies to what I've just done to your language. Um, so this is a Austrian white wine, and it is kind of like the Austrian equivalent from what I've read of a Sauvignon Blanc. It is super acidic, almost like that tang you get. And here I am showing my true colors, like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. When you put it in your mouth, you know that like tight purse bite bite. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. this wine does for me. I am very much enjoying it right now on this gorgeous March day. And you, good lady. Oh, mine is just a simple Bordeaux. I actually found it at Costco the other day. The name of the Chateau is going to escape me, but it's a 2015. I bought a bottle last month and loved it. Mm. And so I just bought all of them this time. I feel like our wine choices <laughs> might be a little bit reflective of the temperature differences between where I am in Washington State and where you are in northern Wisconsin in the butt Probably. of nowhere. So you are still needing a deep punch you in the mouth Bordeaux to stay warm. And meanwhile, yes. here on the West Coast, where I am at, it is sunny and beautiful. And I'm ready to like kick it up with a nice chilled white. Gag. I know. Yeah. I know. Not gag to the chilled white. I am all about <laughs> the chilled wine in gardening season. I make a hard shift from the Bordeaux to the Rosés and the Sauve Blancs. Yeah. There's always something cold on ice when I'm out in the garden, but, but no, I'm just trying to keep my toes from freezing off right now. It was <laughs> yeah. uh, tragic, like one, one degree this morning. When oh, I went for to the, the love. Gym, so mm -hmm. we need to, we need to get beyond that because listen, I've been sending you pictures and I've been calling you from my greenhouse. We've been FaceTiming all around the farm and like really cool stuff is happening on my property right now. And you're just still in frozen tundra. And frankly, it's really boring to be your gardening friend right now. It is. I'm not the best friend right now. No, I mean, you're I'm, not. 
I'm just geeked because, you know, the seeds are coming in and I'm unpacking the, you know, the expandable potting soil. Yes. The kids are like, what is that? I'm like, it's potting soil. Condensed. Compressed into <laughs> a one inch cube. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's condensed. I know. And I'm over here all jelly looking at your, you know, your screenshots on the phone. I know. I know you're jelly because when I call you and you see where I am, you're like, I hate you. So it's really, I, it's I not do. hard to read your emotions about this situation. Well, the worst is when we FaceTime and you're just glaring out in the sun. You're completely <laughs> backlit with a hat on and squinting till you have no eyeballs. And, you know, yes. I'm in a, I'm in a, what am I trying you're to You're in a parka. A sleeping bag in a parka. <laughs> yes. Right? Well, I, um, it's funny you mentioned the hat because I have expanded my hat collection this year. Mm. I now have a really gorgeous felt hat and a new straw hat. I hate wearing sunglasses. They make my nose all sweaty. And I really dislike it, but I am devoted to wearing a gardening hat this year because when I squint outside, I get this deep furrowed wrinkle between my eyebrows, which is so not chic. So bad. The angry gardener. You look it's, like the, I just look, the angry gardener. I do. I just look really right. angry. And so if I wear a hat, you don't have to squint. You don't get the wrinkles. And I feel like in 20 years, I'll be really thankful. That I spent $50 on a new straw hat. Plus, I kind of look like Monty Don's American girl equivalent. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know Monty Don, because I do get this question a lot. Let me tell you who Monty Don is. Monty Don is a world famous British gardener. He has been in the, how would you say it? In really the spotlight of the gardening world for decades in right. Great Britain. Um, he was originally an owner of a jewelry shop that went under and he found himself sort of depressed by his situation, as we all probably would if we lost a business. He decides to sort of work off his woes in the garden and became a host of Gardener's World. He's written all kinds of gardening books. I mean, I can't imagine what it must be like to be him in England I mean, I swear, like 80-year-old gardening women would probably just rip their clothes off and throw themselves at his feet and just be like, Monty. Slingshotting panties at him. Slingshotting their 80-year-old panties at him. Um, Granny panties. He's such a wealth of knowledge. I just, I really can't get enough because he has such a grounded view of the garden. You know, I'm not doing him justice here. No. What I'm trying to say is he's my British gardener, 65-year-old boyfriend. Yes. All that's to say. Absolutely. All that's to say. My favorite thing, what endears me the most to him is his sincerity. Mm-hmm. I just feel like his sincerity and love. I mean, so many gardeners, they obviously love the garden. You can watch a myriad of gardening shows. They love that. That's their that's their place. The but he, there's something about the way he articulates it and the way he's so at home in that space. I just, there's just such a naturalness. I mean, he was, that's what he was made for. Absolutely. It's evident that that's what he was made for. Yeah. If you're new to gardening, I seriously would encourage you not only to check out Monty's books, but go and upgrade your Amazon Prime account to include the Brit Box. Because with the Brit Box, you get 54 seasons, I believe, of Gardener's World. And if you need some good juju, if you're really wanting to learn more, 
you will learn so much more there than Angela and I could ever tell you because all we're going to talk about is old ladies slinging their panties at Monty. But they're going to tell you like how to actually transplant things and like plant things correctly. So you'd be much better off in their hands. And then you get to meet Monty. And your life will be the yeah, better I'm for it. Basically every night with Monty. Don't tell Joel. <laughs> you hear that, Joel? Um, I said something the other day on Instagram about having a hot day with a hot date with Monty. And somebody was like, wait a minute. I have a hot date with him tonight. Oh, <laughs> Apparently we all do. I know his poor wife. I actually, I just got their cookbook that they published together called Fork to Fork. It's not even in print anymore, I don't think. I snagged a used copy on Amazon and it is him and his wife just living their best lives in the garden, cooking food. Their kids are a lot younger then and they both sort of contribute to both the gardening side and to the cooking side. And she calls him Montague in it which is his full name. And now I kind of wish I would have named one of my children that. It's sort of it's sort of a lost opportunity, I think. <laughs> I think we talked about that a few episodes ago. I think Possibly. It is, I think you're going to have to stick with a dog or something. I know. Like well, we have a new lamb that my daughter named Monty because she thought, well, oh. it's actually quite tragic. She's like, I know my mom loves Monty Don. So if I name this ram lamb Monty, she won't want to kill it and butcher it. Mm. Spoiler alert. We raise our own meat here on the homestead. So that's something you got to sit with at the end of the day. Right. He'll still be. And butchered. here's little Monty. Oh. I know. Anais crawled up in bed with me last night and she's like, oh, Monty, he's just the best. You know, she's so expressive. Mm -hmm. This six-year-old, like... I, actually, she came in the room. I had him on the Chromebook and she came in the room before she saw the screen. She goes, let me guess, Monty. Let me guess what <laughs> we're doing here, mom. Let me guess what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. so we're planting Listen, peas. once Joel starts making gardening videos, I'll watch them. Or Stuart. <laughs> Both of our husbands are more than welcome <laughs> to create really? some real... Get yourself some monochromatic pants and sweaters. Yeah, a couple suspenders. linen shirts, a nice straw couple hat. Linen shirts. I'll watch that all day. <laughs> get out the camera i got a new hat uh today this morning at six o'clock on the treadmill i ordered a new hat um how is that it's possible huge to not because uh, i do your my face. warm up i do the, my warm up and i play on my phone for like six minutes four minutes mm, well so i yeah it's beautiful it's huge it's black rimmed it has a black ribbon it's foldable. Ooh, it's straw. Foldable. I like that because then I can throw it in my purse. And I, unlike you, have to wear sunglasses. I am such a vampire. I can't do it. I just need all the shade. Maybe that but means just, you do need to do it. No, I can't. I squint still. I got to have the sunglasses. Mm. I love sunglasses. I wear them on an overcast day. I love sunglasses. Oh. And I didn't know that about your nose sweating. I've always observed you like when you came to the farm the first time and, yes. you know, when we were in California together and I'm watching you like, how can she not have sunglasses? Eyes on? of I would steel, die. Angela, and sweaty noses. Apparently. Apparently. I got to have them. The bigger, the I better. I do like a good big. I mean... They're stylish. Don't get me wrong. I think whatever. It is what it is. I'm going to straw hat it up this year. I'll be super stylish. Let's talk about garden style for a second. Because I don't know if you can see the shirt I'm wearing right now. 
But I have thrifted what I'm calling my gardening shirt. Okay. And it's hangs down almost to my knees, maybe mid thigh. It's kind of like this canvas. In fact, Monty would really love this shirt and it would probably fit him. It's way oversized, you know, old brass buttons. It is totally a man's shirt, deep pockets, Mm. but like they hold my seeds and I'm trying to get in this habit of when I go out to the garden, I slip on my little wellies. I slip on my gardening shirt, which has all my little knickknacks in the pocket, put on my straw hat. And I got to tell you, you know, that whole like fake it till you make it mentality, getting dressed to go to the garden, it feels like I'm ready. There's no fake. I'm ready to party. Gardening fashion is just not given enough of a, a moment in the spotlight, I don't think. No, it's not. I would like to, I have, I did buy a couple men's shirts last year and I love them for like what you were saying, the big pockets, extra space. And a lot of times I'll wear a tank top when I garden, but I just Mm -hmm. still don't really, my shoulders get so brown. Oh my goodness. So I do like to just wear like a lightweight men's long sleeve shirt because the air is still flowing, but at least then I'm covered. You're a little bit more exposed and you know, gardener's crack is a real thing. Ladies and gentlemen, and unless you're wearing (laughs) high-waisted Levi's, which are my jam, you know that, but I got a new pair of jeans the other day, and they're great, except for the fact that they sit a little lower than the high-waisted jeans I normally wear. And I had gardener's crack. Mm -hmm. I could feel it. Oh, man. I like to wear skirts. Well, it depends on what time of year. Because, you know... True. In the in the spring, it's all very totally. utilitarian. Like no summertime, yeah, it's sundresses. But then in the summer, get that air flowing through the yeah, thigh area, you, keeping things nice and breezy. Mm-hmm. You just got to learn to squat a little bit differently. Yeah, but it is sort of a ritual, and I keep everything by mm-hmm. the back door. Mm-hmm. Hat, yes, c- clippers, gloves. You know, I have a bajillion pairs of gardening gloves and. Um, I just, you know, that's my habit. Sunglasses are hung over the hat. I yeah. suit up apron, you know, always the seeds in the pocket. And I just kind of keep seeds in my apron pocket for nostalgic purposes. My great grandmother, my mom, I remember her always telling me that she always had seeds. And oh, a hanky. And so I, what a great I, idea. Yeah. I love to just reach my hand in there and yeah. just feel them. It makes me yeah. nostalgic. Well, do you want to know a true confession, a true gardener's confession? I wipe my nose on my gardening shirt. Oh, I pee outside. (laughs) This just went really dark, really fast. I thought I was exposing. It just went really unchic. Chic women out there. Do not take lessons from us. Okay. Do the opposite. And hey, you will fare well in life. I have better things to do than take off the muddy boots and come all the way. I inside. can honestly say I've Just never saying. peed outside in my garden. Well, I Are mean, at some point me? in my life, yes, I've peed outside. I don't intentionally do that. Also, I call oh, it potty for what it's <laughs> worth. I still use that term. I'm going to have okay. a tinkle outside behind the greenhouse. Good, sir. <sighs> All right. Well, you sure. win that one for sure. Now I, my nose All wiping right. on my gardening shirt doesn't seem nearly. You'll think of that every time you wipe your nose now. This Thank summer. you for that. 
There's nothing more I'd rather you'll picture look up than and you'll you. Go, where would yeah. I go if yeah. I were Ange? Well, <laughs> you know, the way our house is situated, surrounded by orchards with workers in them, probably not the best use of my space. My, you're kind of exposed. Yeah. I'm, but I'm. My house is smack dab yeah. in the middle of a forest, yeah. so I just cut into the. That being said, I have told Stuart that I would really like to build an outhouse on our property. Absolutely. For when I have stinky really little teenage one. boys, listen, our house is not yep. big. We There's mm-hmm. six of us that live here. We have a 40 square foot bathroom. It is five by eight. There is one of them. And we make it work and it's fine. But I know when they're 15 and really smelly, I'm not going to want them inside. Why wouldn't you just dig a hole and right. say, you know what? You want to go sit on the toilet for 25 minutes? Get out there. So true. I think a cute little outhouse would be. I think fabulous. so. Mm-hmm. I had uh, stayed at an off grid cottage once and they had mm. a little outhouse. And it, charming. You know, was, I she she did yeah. it right. It was, you know, charming, as charming as charming. As well, it somebody once told me that historically or traditionally, rather, the outhouse would be planted surrounded by hollyhocks. So that you wouldn't have to ask, where's the bathroom? You just look for the hollyhocks Mm -hmm. and do your business. I think I'm going to do that. So true. It's totally true. Because here we. I think it was so the ladies didn't. I think it was more even for the ladies. How improper. Specifically. It would have been so much more proper for them just to pop a squat wherever they were in their garden. Just to blurt out. Yeah. I pee outside. So chic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So we have survived the so sludge of February. Listen, I am not only surviving, Angela Reed, I am thriving. Thriving. Mm. There's been a few tactics I've taken this year to survive that sludge. One of them was to go through Monty's complete gardener book with a fine tooth comb. You have a copy of this book, right? And I uh, yeah, and a okay. highlighter and a pen yes. and sticky tabs. and Listen, some women everything. want diamonds. You give me that book with a new pack of Sharpie pens and I will light up the world. There is so much to be had in that book. <laughs> and that was to me, that was like a lot of fuel that kept me going through that nasty part of the year was just drawing on that excitement, the opportunity, the dreaming, the planning. Um, so that was a big part of it. Another big part was building our greenhouse. And what I love about this project is it really didn't cost a lot of money. It's built out of two by fours and, you know, some foundational stuff on the bottom, but two by fours and greenhouse plastic that we got from Lowe's. And it's really charming, but it gave me a place to be. And Lord almighty, do we need a place to just be? You kind of have a little space like that, but it's still connected to your house. Do you have plans to like go beyond that in a greenhouse at all? What's I do. I mean, thankfully, you know, it's part of my office is on one side and then the other side is greenhouse. And thankfully it is closed off from the rest of the house. There's, but there's French doors, you know, so I can sort of get out here and escape and there's tons of sunshine, but we are, I have been stock stockpiling windows, vintage Ooh. windows, and I have the two most beautiful salvaged doors. They're 
tall mm. and skinny and they have warbly glass that you can remove and put screens in if you want to. And so I do have a place designated. We have all the plans drawn up. I'd like to do a stone mm-hmm. foundation, even if it's just a faux stone foundation, you know, real stone, but not actually serving that purpose. And um, I was thinking about doing the front and the sides in the salvaged windows and then the back in yeah. the corrugated plastic, maybe matching the pitch to the pitch of this house. But that might be a little difficult because we have yeah. a really intense roof. Ooh, that sounds but yeah, so I'm, pretty. I'm, I can't wait. And I'm going to paint it mm. green. You know how I feel about green. I just... I will... Yes. I yeah, just that sounds wait. fabulous. And so it will just be a glorified cold too. frame. You know, it's not... Yeah. It's so cold here. It's not going to be a legit yeah. greenhouse. This, this space actually really... This is... A, an actual greenhouse because right. it heats our home but um well you got both though but yeah i can't so that's re- that really is the best mm-hmm. of both worlds yeah i would i think so and monty oh, like, I don't how many know. does he have the, the thing is it just kills <laughs> me reading these books and even your property is the same way you guys just have flat surfaces which is like we don't have a flat piece of property on our property <laughs> Like there, everything's hilly. It's all, you you know, we're in the Cascade Mountains. So we're in the, Mm -hmm. what we call the foothills, which means like the bottoms of the mountains that still are kind of roly poly. And dang it. When I see Mm -hmm. people with those like 75 foot grow tunnels, I'm like, I mean, we would have to dig that, dig that in. We'd have to like move mountains to make that happen. It's just not going to work. Literally. Literally. So I know. Yeah. We don't, it's pretty flat. I mean, we're, we are mm-hmm. on the bluff. So when you leave our home, you drive down mm-hmm. to get wherever you're going. Our house is actually situated up high, but you know, the house is on a bit of a, a pitch, but, um, yeah, but no, it's pretty flat. Yeah. Cause it's, I would forest, love to so. eventually replace the corrugated plastic on our greenhouse with actual glass, just cause it would give us a better seal overall, serve more as a mm-hmm. greenhouse than as a cold frame. But you know, for the time being, it was a really cost-effective project to do. It does like amazing at just keeping things that much warmer, which makes a really big difference when you're trying to harden off seedlings or when you're trying to, like I have my onions going in there right now, my leeks, um, some perennials are going in there because, you know, I don't have to worry about them freezing. It's fine. They're that much more protected from chickens and children and little things getting in their business. So it's yeah, it's a oh, fun it's, project. It is a cute space. I love it. It was I it was it's hot in there. It is hot in and there. Hot enough for you to keep your hot enough for you to keep your ducklings. You yeah. Know? And my that's, lemon tree. That's a big deal. My lemon tree survived its third winter. I didn't know it survived mm-hmm. from last year. I remember last year you wrapped it and you were really worried about it. It was a little tender it. little baby. I wrapped it up like a little package. And I did that is again. Is it a Meyer lemon tree? It's not a Meyer lemon tree. It's a dwarf regular lemon tree and you know citrus is something i always kind of kick to the experts but dang it if i'm not wanting to just bite my teeth into that this year because i love lemons and i really don't like totally relying on imported goods granted we can get them from california which is not that far like i could drive to california in half a day from here but still it's you know it's possible i just need some really sexy big old pots and like right. i just oh want to i just need to like start out with a four-year-old tree yeah and just i would love to have one in this space exactly in, in the greenhouse exactly and just let it go clear to the ceiling 
I mean, you just got to get your dolly underneath it, bring it in in the wintertime, put it out. You know, it can handle a light frost, but Mm -hmm. not a major one. So you wheel it out every spring. That's on my list this year. That's on my bucket list. See, now you're totally, you're, you're, you're speaking my language. When you start talking about wheeling citrus in and out of a building. Right. Then my heart really. I know. I can see your chest flushing a little bit. Can you? (laughs) I got the vape. I got the vapors because that's, that's like an orangery. Right. And I have this thing about orangeries and yes, now you're, now you really have my wheels spinning. Mm -hmm. I have, uh, espaliered apple trees in a Mm -hmm. shopping cart. I'm pretty excited. Can you say that that word again for me? Espelier. Espelier. I I believe. So not I Excalibur, like I've been saying. <laughs> Excalibur? <laughs> not King Arthur. <laughs> yes, Excalibur was how I thought. Okay, funny story. I was in the car with two of my friends yesterday and somebody was talking about a friend of hers who had started a Patreon account. And she mm-hmm. said, have you heard of, of Patreon? And I'm like... I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> She's like, it's everywhere, Patreon. And I'm like, no. And then her sister's like, it's not Patreon. It's uh, Patreon. And I'm like, nope. We went from... <laughs> don't know <laughs> nope. what that is either. Notoriously pronouncing things wrong. Okay, it's not Excalibur. Oh Say goodness. it again. Es- es- I believe it's Espelier. 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 But okay. I, it is one of those words that I just massacred for my first decade of gardening. It was kind of like when you're saying Excalibur, I just looked at it and thought, oh, it says, Bleh. right. I don't even remember right. what I used to say. And then one day I looked at it and I'm like, loser. That's not what it says. I'm so this is a French word, correct? Amusing. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. So listeners, Angela speaks French. She's studied it for many uh, years. Okay. <laughs> Okay. She speaks French-ish. <laughs> French-ish, okay? French-ish. I am learning French uh, mostly because I want to be cool like her. My kids are learning French for homeschool because I think foreign language is really important. And what I've learned so far in the French language is that basically you just cut off the last half of the word. And you just very mumbly pronounce like the first three letters you see. And you'll land somewhere close in terms of pronunciation. So... It's no it's good. So true. It's so and, and to to the English, to the American ear, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, the French, they hear everything and they just. Yeah. Go after you. I know. For, you know, we can't it, you know, all be cool like you guys. Some of us have to say right? the last half of our word. My friend Natalie is a Latin scholar, literally, and I have butchered so many Latin names of flowers in front of her. I so badly want to be one of those cool gardeners. I want to know all of them. I want to know all of them. Rattle them off. And I can't. And I'm like, you know what? This is Bachelor Button. This is Hollyhock. (laughs) I won't tell you what my kids call Holly. I can't even say it. I will say it wrong. Oh, someday we're going to be cool. Let's practice Latin words together, shall we, friends? Let's do. Uh, I was like, I really want to know. How I don't have any Latin understanding whatsoever. Like ladies' mantle, is it alchemia molis? Alchemilla molis? How do you, you know say what? it? Natalie will have to it. tell us how to say it because she literally like speaks it. It's amazing. 
And maybe she could just record everything. We'll give her a complete list of each of our gardens and she can just. And then we can can sound fabulous. This is what we should have been doing during the winter is practicing our Latin terms. Now, I realize it sounds like a fussy, ridiculous thing to do, especially if you're a new gardener. But Mm -hmm. dang it, if it isn't really helpful because you can land with the wrong variety of plants so often. Because when I say bachelor button, that might mean coneflower. Or cornflower, right? That's another common term for bachelor button. Yep. Cornflower. We're talking potentially about completely different species of that flower. And ladies' mantle even. There's, I don't know how many varieties of ladies' mantle there are. And so the Latin name allows you to get that pinpointed precision. So if you're starting to like mail order things from nurseries or find things at your nursery, it's actually really helpful because I've I've made that mistake lots of times I have um my catalog you know I'm doing my big wholesale like a semi is going to bring my perennials to me this spring uh this is me virtually throat punching you for having access (laughs) to such a resource everything is in latin in the catalog so I can at least I can see it I might not be able to pronounce it I suppose you could type it in and listen to something online they Yes. It's all over the internet. Is Latin translator on. a thing? It's not very, Probably. not a very common language nowadays. Probably. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Well, now we have a new goal for next year. I think okay. one of the really cool things about gardening is it really does kind of constantly push you to be a better version of yourself. You know, what gets you by in your first year of gardening, you take that to the next year of gardening and you add on another layer you take all that knowledge to the next year of gardening and you add on another layer. So I I think that's why gardeners are, you know, they're activators. They're people who like doing. They want to put their hands in. They want to grow and they want to continue to push forward. Very rarely do you meet a stagnant gardener. Oh, no. They're not they the sort. done. Right. No, it's true. Activator for sure. Yeah, I I told Joel, I said, it's, it's what you just said is absolutely true. I always tell people that gardening is always about next year. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, that can be a painful pill to swallow when you've made a mistake or when you've learned something. Last year, for example, I learned that you can start your dahlia indoors Mm -hmm. so that they bloom sooner. And that's really important to someone like me who has such a a late planting date. So I'm like, well, here goes another 365 days until I can implement that little tidbit of knowledge. But it's always about next year. And I told Joel, I said, this year, I want to be my best gardener. Yeah. I'm, I want to be my best gardener. And I think that's what it does. It draws out this desire in you to be constantly skilling up to give your attention to something else other than yourself. Yeah. The the task of creating beauty, the task of uh, keeping something alive or, bringing forth food. I mean, totally. And that's not to say you're dissatisfied because when I first heard that quote, gardening is about next year, I thought, wow, what a sad way to live that you're just like, I'll get them next year. (laughs) I don't think that's what it means. I think it means Mm -mm. you're super thankful and enjoying and soaking it all in this year. But there is there is a learning curve with gardening, just like anything else. If you guys see somebody's garden on Pinterest and you're like, dang, that person, green thumb, wrong. They practiced. 
They just practiced right. and practiced and killed stuff and did stuff wrong and sowed seeds wrong a thousand times. And what you see is the result of, you know, what could potentially be decades of knowledge. You know, so true. So when you're first starting your gardener, take it easy on yourself. Take it easy. I remember my when I moved in here not long ago and remember I was a florist for 10 years. Like I wasn't a total novice to this stuff. I just went to Lowe's and I loaded up on whatever was flowering. I didn't think about color. I didn't think about structure. <laughs> I didn't think about height. I was just like, I want flowers. I'm going to get them. And you know right. what? It was fine. It was fine. It, it's not what I do now. But if it gets you gardening, you do you. Figure it For out. Sure. I think a lot of people will start out, you know, starting all their seeds. That's really overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, when you're first starting. I, I remember when I was like, okay, now I'm going to learn to do seeds. And I think I just did three or four flats. Of and like maybe one or two things. Yeah. You know, like maybe I'm going to do lettuce and peas this year. Yeah. I didn't graduate yeah, until like eggplants and peppers and tomatoes until probably three years ago, maybe four years ago. Not long ago. I, it took me, I remember the first time I did peppers and tomatoes, I didn't know about the heat. Yeah. And after a few weeks, nothing was happening. Mm -hmm. And I did a little research. Oh, my bad. Side note. So actually, side note. Peppers and I tomatoes used, really like heat. They have to have heat to germinate. So put a heat pad so underneath I, them. I use a meat thermometer and I stick it right in the mm, soil. Interesting. To gauge when it's warm enough. Yep. So back then I used, um, I have a vintage high chair that my mom was her, was, it was my mother's when she was a child and it's tin and there's a little footrest and I would just set a, like a nightstand lamp on the footrest mm -hmm. with the bare light bulb and it would heat the tin and I would just grow a little tiny tray of tomatoes and peppers yeah. right on that tin top. And now I do a bigger version of that. I have one of those big enamel top tops to an old table mm -hmm. and then we use chain to sort of suspend two flood lamps underneath okay. and then the table itself stays warm because those heating pads are incredible, but they can be a little pricey when you're trying to grow as many yeah. tomatoes and peppers as I am at this point. So I can fit a good six to seven flats on that table. I'm surprised you grow that many. So I do like a 72 cell plug tray and I do one full 72 of peppers and then I do half of tomatoes because even 30 tomato plants, that's a lot for a family. Yeah, I, it is more than we need. Uh, I give them to people and okay. I've had a few years of just bad seed. Mm. So I'll plant plant the flat and like half of it will germinate. So I'm making some seed yeah. adjustments. There were other companies I was using along with Johnny's. And now this year I've just morphed everything to Johnny's. I'm so happy. I'm a little burned out. With their germination. I'm so yeah. pleased with it. I still though, from years of bad germination, I will plant two to three seeds per cell. And then I snip, I, you know, I keep the strongest one and snip off the, the lower two. And so I kind of overshoot in terms of buying seed. I always buy way more because I over. So it's probably not a super good habit to be in. But you know what? Well, it's, it's better it's than, better than the alternative. Empty, empty cells. Exactly. Yeah, so, so you're, you're probably like close to tomato, eggplant, pepper, 
time, yeah. right? Okay, so yeah. I started mine mid-February. It's about eight or 10 weeks out from our last frost, which, you know, you don't need to start quite that early, but I'm like chomping at the bit. I'm like a racehorse, sweating, frothing in the mouth, right. ready, ready <laughs> to take it on. And so it's fine. I have to, I just have to repot them a little bit earlier, but, but so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm, you, you're always four weeks ahead of me mm -hmm. and it makes me crazy. Mm -hmm. Drives me nuts. Well, so. what are you going to do? I'm also 10 years behind you in age. Oh, here we go. So, again. you know, you win some okay. and you win some. Unbelievable. <laughs> Excalibur. <laughs> That's right. Got to keep me in my place. <laughs> keep me in my place. Remind me of my trashy roots. We'll be fine here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we actually, this year is our first year using our little grow station that I created in our root cellar. No natural light whatsoever, but I just got so tired of little people's fingers dippled into my tomato starts, you know, and mm -hmm. the cat gnawing the leaves off of the tomato plants. And it was just, it got annoying to me. Is that going to, we have a cat now. Is that going to happen? I mean, probably my cat, but my cat eats plants. She literally will go up to my peace lily, chew a leaf off at the stem, play with it for 20 minutes, go up, chew another leaf off. I'm going to sound like that person. Some plants are really poisonous to cats. I know. Well, listen, hmm. what I mean. My cat digs in this my This is survival here. of the fittest so. here on the farm. Okay. You eat a poisonous okay. plant. That's kind of on you. That's kind of on you, cat. Oh my goodness. Sweet little Evie. Yeah. <clears throat> so we we took one of those shelving units that you can get like at Lowe's. They're not very much money, like four industrial shelves, you know, like man folk would have in their garage kind of a thing. Oh, yeah. I love them. On casters. I love them. Yeah. It's fabulous. It's set up down there. And then we genius the way that they created this specific shelving unit they had holes so that you could adjust the shelves those holes on the side rails are just big enough for a dowel a thin wooden dowel like you can get at Lowe's for 10 cents mm. now if you put two dowels in on equal holes on both sides you can suspend a shop light above them does that make sense you're mm -hmm. looking at me confused. You following? No, okay. I, I'm following. Yeah. So that you don't have yeah. to mess with duct tape and chains and like every manner zip ties, of, <laughs> zip ties every manner of trying to suspend lights. Oh, yeah. You should see mine. It's just like zip tie paradise. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I, I have to shrink them up as the yeah. as I raise the exactly. light up and up and up and up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. No, so far it's working out awesome. And I have used every poor setup imaginable. But... The point is, if you're starting seeds, you got to get them light. You got to get them light. For most of us, we don't have enough window light just coming in naturally. Otherwise, the tomatoes are going to get leggy and the lettuce will really get leggy and everything looks quite sad and skinny. You want your plants plump and fat like your ladies. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Yep. I um I need a new shelf because I stole mine for the schoolroom. I took it off the greenhouse and took it to the schoolroom. They call and that robbing Peter to pay Paul. Exactly. It's just the, the baker's rack shuffle <laughs> going on around here, <laughs> just like all over the place. Yep. And sure enough, I went to Costco the other day because this is about the time they had them last year. Sold out. 
mm-hmm. for this shelf. Yeah. Sold out. And, you know, I live an hour and a half from Costco. He's like, well, we're going to get a few more in a few days, but a limited amount and they sell out really quick. I said, well, can I buy one and can you like hold it for me? Nope. Can't do that. You know, and they're twice as much on the website. Yeah. Well, listen, Angela, you're so, the one who chose to basically live in Canada. So yeah. what are you going to do? Oh, she's so angry, you guys. She's glaring at me right now. You can't see her eyes. She's really angry. I love it. (laughs) No, listen, paradise has its cost, you know. If that's as bad as it gets, then. You're going to be fine. You are are the perfect person to live where you live because you're uh, creative and you're in like, what's the, I want to say ingenuitive, but that doesn't sound like the right word. Is that a word? An introverted hermit? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're, you problem solve. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm a, so if Costco I doesn't have your shelf, problems. you'll be fine in a shelf. I am not concerned about you. Make it happen. You will make okay. it happen. Angela's the type of person that if like she were in a plane crash in the you know top of the Himalayas, she would be the one who made it to the bottom with like, you know, a skinned fox hanging over her shoulders. And, you know, <laughs> sunglasses, a, a sunglasses, a man-made hatchet <laughs> hanging off her belt buckle. Like she's like, "What? You gonna take me down? I don't think so." <gasps> I have to say, it is true. It is true. I, it is true. I, know. I am that person that watches like survival movies, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm not dying. I am not going down." <laughs> Listen, like that. if I'm that ever no- in a wreckage, I want you to be by my side. Okay. And I, uh, yeah, yep, yep. Seriously, totally. Girl be making it it happen. And there is a ton of that mentality, I think, that helps so much in the garden. Because you are defeated daily in the garden. Just today, I was raking my, just enjoying the sunshine, raking my courtyard. A kid ran through, which is like a no-no in the Elliott household, to run through one of mama's beds crushed the tulips just knocked him right over on their side right at the base of them and listen it's gonna make you or break you you know so now i have to sell my children and it's kind of sad and they're gonna be by more david they're gonna be heartbroken but i'm gonna sell them and i'm gonna use the money i make to buy more bulbs yeah, more roses. See how something. creative we can get in our problem solving here. <laughs> we adapt and overcome. We adapt and overcome. That's what we do. Disclaimer: I'm not really going to sell my children. Please don't leave a nasty comment. Of course, I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> you already poisoned your cat. Oh, for the love, they're coming. And and you grow your See, own meat. It's over this is for the you. problem. When you've been a blogger for ten years, <laughs> you know what's coming. I know what's coming. I know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, "You need to stop picking on Angela for her age." Okay. I pick on Angela for her age because she looks way better at her age than I do at my age. So I'm allowed to say whatever I want to her. Okay. <laughs> and it's my cat's fault if she eats the poisonous plant. Oh my I'm anticipating. I, I, yeah. I, you have to be worried because Hobbs hangs out on the front porch in my chair. It says happy. No, toma- yeah. Sunshine, tomatoes so. are no good. Tomatoes are no good for I any can't... really animal to eat. Any kind of a nightshade. No, like well, you nightshade. Right. You can't give them like we can't give them to our sheep or to our cows. There's a lot of spent vegetation we can give to them. But those just end up in the compost pile. Yeah. I'm not a total lunatic. 
You just dyed your your hair blonde. Okay. Listen. I saw that the other day. For those who don't know what she's talking about. To not pick on you about your blonde hair. No, I'm just going to tell. Let me do this. Listen to me. (laughs) The woman is a natural blonde. So if you're all. Say it. If you got your panties in a pinch. (laughs) Because she dyed her hair blonde. That is her natural color. And I remember the first time I realized that because she's so beautiful and she's so beautiful in person. You're kind of like, what? In person, like, you know, in person, people are different than they are on the screen. And first time I met you, I'm like, holy crap. Are you you kidding me? (laughs) But I remember the first time I saw your wedding photo because I always thought you were beautiful. And I saw your wedding photo. I'm like, oh, and she's a blonde for real. Okay. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. So I love Shay's blonde hair and that's all that matters. Thank you. So no comments. Because I know people are going to react. Let me just disclaimer this by saying when I was younger, my hair was naturally this color. It has darkened over time as most blondes do. Most blondes So do. it is not yep. naturally this blonde. But alas, it is blonde. It was blonde until five years ago when I decided to be red. And I loved being red. It was fabulous. All you redheads out there, you are super lucky. But I am never one for staying in the same place for too long. So we changed it up. And I was just kindly asking my YouTube audience who are very sweet. And then there are just some real, real sour pusses in the bunch who are like, I can't pay attention to what you're saying because I liked you with red hair. And I'm like, then, you know, go dye your hair red. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say to you. I got nothing. Well, (laughs) what would the chic response to that be? I hear you and your thoughts are validated. But. (laughs) But monkey. (laughs) I'm going to need you to keep your opinion to yourself. Thank you. No. You know, my... I don't know. My sweet husband always just says, respond respectfully and know that if you're going to put yourself out there in any way, you're going to have a blog, a YouTube channel, a podcast. You know, it gives people the opportunity and opening into your world to say something to that. And if you don't like it, then don't do it. And then I get mad at him and then we don't talk for a day and then it's fine. Sometimes it is hard, though, because I I can't imagine saying something like that to someone in a on a social platform. If I don't like a video or if I disagree with someone in an Instagram post or something, you just walk away. I don't I don't care. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way. Whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. we appreciate all you super kind listeners and super kind followers of any sort, whether you're following us on YouTube or the blog, because there are a lot of you. It's just that whole, like, if there's a rotten egg in the coop, it, the smell of it tends to overwhelm all the good eggs. That's another farming Best analogy for you. Love those farming analogies. Mm. You kind of have to delete them. I have found you have to delete them because people are there for a really good experience. They're there for a good vibe. Yeah. They don't want that bad no bad juju. juju. They don't want that. Nope. How do you say it? Because I can't say juju. How do you say it when you juju? You say it just like just like, like our I, kids yeah. Names? So Angela has a Julian. We, we each 
We each have a juju. We each have a juju. I have a Juliet. Well, you have a Juliet too. It's very confusing. I started. Mine is first. I know, but I really liked the name. I suppose that's because I'm older. It's because you're super old and you had your kids like 20 years before I had mine. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Relax. I did not. Did you you see my face were horns coming out of my head? (laughs) In fact, my son and I just realized like we think we're each from the same generation. What generation are you? I'm considered a millennial, but frankly, I find that doesn't quite fit because I was born in 86. So I'm 33 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, we grew up like we actually still had the kind of phone where you shared your second line with your neighbors. You know what I mean? And like my grandparents had the type of phone where you like put your finger in and dialed it and you had the piece oh, you held to your that's ear. That's we had in our kitchen. Yeah. You know, the the cassette just life childhood unplugged, really. I mean, so it it's interesting. Is but you have like generation uh, X, X, I think generation Y. I think I'm a generation is, which X. Which one is the millennia? I can't quite remember. I think I am too. Is that possible? Because that's what Aiden said. He's like, mom, you and I are in the same generation. It's a, they're big. They're bigger than you, than you think they are. It depends on who's categorizing them. It depends on who's categorizing on them. But yeah. I don't know why I asked you that question. I have no idea. I don't either. I have no no idea. Next. You said something about, oh, me having children. Yeah. Long before you did. We each have a juju. Let's go back. We actually actually had kids pretty close. We had kids about five. We had kids about five years apart because Aiden was Aiden's 14. George's nine. So Aiden was five. I just got the jump on you. So from nine, from like 10 on down, all our kids match. Right. You just have a couple more bottom four match your four. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not that it really matters. You can be friends cross generationally. Little soapbox moment. I think actually this is really important. I know we're talking supposed to be talking about gardening. So just apply this to gardening, too. Okay. We think we need to surround ourselves with people who have the same hobbies, think the same way, are the same religion, same culture, same age. And I think that's just such a shame because there is so much that can be learned, even if you just take one of those cross-generationally. Okay? I remember when we got involved in our church in the way that we did, and there were these older women at the time, you know, I just had my first baby. Well, when we first started, I wasn't even engaged to Sue yet. I didn't need somebody when I had a little baby to say who had also a little baby and like, oh, doesn't this suck? Yeah, this is really hard. You know, is your baby crying? Yeah, my baby's (laughs) crying all the time. I needed a woman to speak into the situation to say, oh, man, you're going to be fine. Like, take a deep breath. These things pass. You know, I needed that like older wisdom imparted into me. And we we cut ourselves off from that when we think, okay, well, there's a guy who, let's say, grows something at the farmer's market. But, you know, he's this old gray guy. And what could he know about my garden? A lot. I'll tell you. That's how much he knows about your garden. Pick. He knows a pick lot. Pick his brain. Did I? Yeah. I, last year, I met the Monte Don of Door County. Mm, I want to meet this man. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of older and wiser, and it's just that same thing. They, they have something they have something to tell you. And I, I had, I had seen his gardens. So they're all over town. So at the pizza restaurant, you can, he does the gardens. You can literally like see which properties 
he handles the gardens for. And I had inquired about him and then Joel saw him one morning and made conversation with him. So we kind of know, okay, there's this gardener and he's really good and we want to meet him. Yes, we do. Well, uh, last, late last summer, uh, Joel took me into town really early one morning for a latte and I must confess I was in my pajamas. So I stayed in the vehicle. (laughs) Okay. I'm proud of you for staying in the vehicle. I'm surprised that you went into town in your pajamas. <clears throat> I had um, pajama bottoms on. I probably had a tank top okay. or something. It was really hot. And I just. I mean, you're the host on. of yeah. a podcast called Homemaker Chic, Angela. And now you confess <sighs> that you pee outside and you wear your pajama pants in public. So we're going to call it. Can we delete? We're going to call this that Homemaker Skank. And feel free to follow along. Homemaker Trash. Homemaker Trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. So we were across the street and Joel said, oh, there he is, you know, working at the restaurant. And so I'm like, I got to meet him. I got to meet him. So I went all groupy, very unsheathed. And I made him pull up the vehicle and I rolled down my window and I'm like, excuse me. Fangirling over an older gentleman gardener. Yes, a virtual stranger. And so uh, he was gracious enough to come up to the vehicle window and I was pretty mortified about my pajama bottoms but he stood there and made conversation and I'm such a nerd I wanted to I felt this desperate need to legitimize myself because now I'm in my pajama bottoms and I've made a fool out of myself by like hollering out the vehicle window to him and so I got you're shaking it up right now I'm shaking it up and I (laughs) I showed him my garden I was like, I just want you to see, like, I, I am a gardener. <laughs> see my garden? I, I can speak your language. Oh I'm a, maybe not all the Latin, but I can speak your language. You know, If you so, speak in generic terms and really slowly, we could talk right. about this. We could talk. But he had so much to say yeah. about, because our soil is so challenging. And he had so much to say. And I, I was trying to explain to him, you know, we only have about seven inches sometimes. And then we hit rock. And he's like, that's enough. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you know, obviously talking about the quality of it, not the depth. And I was having such a hard time with my tomatoes. And he was explaining they're just not cut out for this environment. And he's actually developed his own seed. Yeah. I'm hoping to get, get my hands on some of that here in the next week or two. But it was, it was like you were saying, um, you need it. Just bringing different yeah. people into your sphere of influence and not just always the same. Right. You know, I, yeah. It's just, you need people from all That was over. a magical few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love it. And so one of my gardening, I'll call her my mentor, though we've never met, Tasha Tudor. Um, you know, she gardened her whole life, but I, the stuff that I really follow of hers was when she was like 90, I mean, Mm -hmm. 80s and 90s, literally. Um, and it's fabulous. It's like I, she has 60 years of wisdom that I get to draw from as a gardener. Right. And there's, I tell you what, there's a lot trendier, better photographed, newer, nicer books on Amazon that will draw you in. But you find those gems. You find Monty Don, Tasha Tudor. Uh, who's the guy who wrote The Layered Garden? I think that's an excellent resource for those people that's who are just starting their gardens. Um, da- yeah. David Culp, does that sound right? I don't I don't. I'm probably remember, butchering that because book. there's another, you know, find the out-of-print ones. You'll be really happy yeah. on the whole. Oh, uh, What's the one? 
The English Cottage Garden. English Cottage Garden. That's another that great book one. Is so good. Yeah. I mean that that book needs to be just. Divided. I have probably read that it's, book. It's so good. Thirty times. It's and so I just good. keep going back to it. What do I want mm-hmm. my garden to look like? And I'll just scroll through it and be like that. Those colors mm-hmm. or those heights or those textures or that that feel. And again, it kind of goes back to that, like no one is born knowing how to do this. So if you're starting out, find something you like and copy it. Copy it. Right. Ain't no shame in it. Absolutely. It's still your garden. Yeah. You're going to put the work in. Um, there were a lot of Monty's gardens. For example, his spring garden that he has on his property was a huge inspiration for me creating a garden underneath. We have this oak tree. It's like literally the one of the two mature trees we have on our property. And uh, as he's walking through in the winding path and all these spring bulbs, I was like, that's what I want. And so I literally just would look at the pictures, write down lists of what I saw, read the description, write mm-hmm. down more and try to emulate that same look. Do oh, it. Yeah, boldly. there's nothing wrong with that. Copy Do away. It. Absolutely. Didn't Chanel say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery? And it's true. And you know what? Did she say that? I think she did. That could probably be very misquoted. I have no idea. Hmm. Actually, one quote that's been sticking in my head since we decided to start this podcast, which, side note, it's a scary thing because I know we said this in one of the other episodes, but like you just can't be on for that long. So I believe it was Abraham Lincoln could be anybody else in the world. I'm really not sure (laughs) who said (laughs) it's better to be thought a fool than to open up your mouth and confirm it. Paraphrasing here. And I thought, you know, what's good? Opening your mouth for an hour about things you have no idea about. Let's do that, Angela. I don't see anything that. that could go wrong. I don't either. Except, you know, exposing pieces of yourself that you really don't want people to know. And then, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're here for you, friends. We're here sipping our Grunier Veltliner. <clears throat> Let me say that in a chicer way. Okay. Grunier Veltliner. Better? Oh, yeah. More confidence? Very Germanic. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, not knowing what we're talking about, copying our favorite gardeners, uh, peeing outside. That was Angela, not me. Wiping our nose. <laughs> For the record, wiping our nose on our gardening shirts that are big enough for an XXL man. And I mean, ultimately kind of living out our best days, I would say. You're in good company. Being our best gardener. Being our best gardener. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that in a mocking way, like being your best self as a mockery of this. Well, because it's so, it's just such I, a it's not my relevant favorite culturally it's thing. It's so trendy. I know. It's right up there with YOLO. But it I mean, is funny. On. Like when you see like my cat brought me a bird. And I frankly, I really wish she would catch more mice and voles than birds because I really like my little chick. We call them chickadees. I don't mm. know what they are, but they live. They're called chickadees. Chickadee. Yeah. Basically. That's what they're called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have about 20,000 of them who live in my mm. gigantic 30 foot rose that climbs my chimney area outside was that so there it was what there the heck? this sweet old lady who lived in our house before we moved in i've torn everything out but there was a beautiful little hillside of irises that stayed and there was mm. that rose i don't know what it is it 
blooms all summer long, well into the fall, well into the beginning of winter. The thing is, it's got to be 30 feet tall. I mean, it's it, it's thick. It's and, and you're right. The truck. birds. Do, I remember the birds do hang out in it. It's it's thick. it is so fun to see the yeah. little birds in there. But Evie eats them. Mm-hmm. She goes outside and she hunts oh. them and she brings them to me. So I see her and I'm like, there she is. Like she's living her best life. Just hanging out outside in the sunshine, check, catching little chickadees who are just trying to sing me a sweet song. Until she eats oh. a tomato. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure she'll be fine. <laughs> and if she's not stomach of steel, she'll be fine. I'm sure of it. Well, we hope that wherever you are, whatever state your garden is in currently at these beginning stages of spring, that you are living your best gardening life. Um, whatever that means for you. Wiping your nose. Just go out there do and what you, get dirty. Do what you need. Pee do first. what you need to Pee. do. Pee first. Sip something delicious while you do it. Will you please? Put something fabulous on. You know, I have uh, family members. Before I'll try not to digress too much, but I have family members and they're avid hunters, avid water skiers. They're very athletic. They're just just on point physically. The whole family. Uh-huh. Okay. It's rather intimidating. But they have like this motto, like, you gotta look good. Like you gotta have the gear. Yeah. You gotta like look the, look part. the part. And then everything else just kind of comes together. That's what I'm saying. So, Fake it till you make it. If you don't put know your head how to garden, on a hook. Yes. Just dress like a gardener. Put your hat on a hook. Get some sunglasses so you don't get wrinkles. Yes. <laughs> and get your gloves. Hold some seeds. Expect to fail. Just do it. And then just get to work. Because yep. if you look the part, no one will question. If you know the Latin names and you're just like, oh, oh. this Sangri La Felti. Oh, it's really giving me the fits <laughs> this year. Totally made that up. I don't know if you could tell because I said it with such confidence. <laughs> but That was fantastic. Thank you. That's true. Just fake, fake it. it till you make it. You're going to be just mm-hmm. fine. Well, we are, of course, so glad that you joined us for a hour of your life that you will never get back. Maybe there was something in this podcast that had an air of value to your existence as a person. And maybe not. No promises. Maybe not. Maybe it's just filler. Notice we made no promises with this podcast. No, we don't. We are along for the ride as much as yes. you are. And thank you for being with us as we... Learn how to do Please this. Please keep your expectations low. It. Keep them low. We're going to just like under promise over deliver. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> my life that. motto. <laughs> right. Adapt, overcome, mm, under promise, over deliver. Yes. We'll try. Absolutely. We would love it if you did find any sort of value in this podcast whatsoever. Please leave us a beautiful rating in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast because Apple really likes that. And it's a way for us to grow our community, to reach new ears, and to continue ultimately doing what we're doing here. So we would very much appreciate that. And you can follow us and hang out with us in between this episode and the next. We are over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. And we would love for you to be a part of what we are doing at, how are we saying it? Patreon. Pat- Patron. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. Patreon. It's a chic way of saying it. Forward slash homemaker chic podcast. Patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast where you can get in on the fun and we have some goodies for you. Yes. Yes, we do, Angelo. (laughs) 
Well said, good lady. <laughs> well Please said. check us out over on Instagram, over on Patreon. We would love for you to support the podcast in this way because as of now, this is a listener-supported podcast. And yes. like we've said before, our husbands will only let us do it for so long. Eventually, they got to see the bacon. You know what I right? mean? Right. Because you know what they're doing right now? They're keeping 10 children quiet. Yes. <laughs> and they've done a pretty happening. good job. Pretty good job. Pretty much. So maybe we should just give all proceeds of the podcast to Joel and Stu. We get to hang out and drink Gruniere Veltliner today together. Mm-hmm. And they get to watch the children. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan to me, too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We will see you next Monday with an all new episode. Cheers. Cheers.